dear. You currently have run out of the tent and you're making your way back to Carnival Row where all of the performers are currently staying at. Now, obviously, it's not that hard to find where you're going because you are a band on the mission and you're right. heading towards the acrobats that you saw earlier. Cool. Do I find them or do you want me to roll to find them amidst the chaos? No, I mean, you were able to spot where they were as you were okay. walking in. So, you know where their tent is. Great. So you easily find their tent. I'm going to go to the gnome acrobats and I'm going to speak to the, you said it was a she head of hair ponytail, some kind of description. Maybe? Yep. Like in a ponytail, auburn hair gnome acrobat and she was yelling at these two human twins earlier as you were walking in that's what it was right i knew there was something like that great and i'm going to say in gnome ish not common and i'm going to say ah what do i say how do i uh, i'm going to say hi my name is hodir i couldn't help but notice you're working with these fine Humans, right? And we're off to a great start so far. So replying back in Gnomish, she turns to you and just says, It's nice to meet you, oh dear. My name is Herfa. Yes, I'm working with these lovely folks. How can I help you, sweetie? I'm going to say, I can't tell you why, necessarily. I can tell you soon, maybe, but... I'd like to help you make a show, a big show, a huge spectacle of a show, and I can make it worth your while. Sure, I don't know what this is about. I'm all ears. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do this horrible thing. I'm going to say, it's funny you should say that. And I'm going to reach behind her ear and pull out a gold coin and go, (laughs) because I really think I can help you out if you know what I mean. Are you promising money? (laughs) I love this already. So you see. So as I mentioned, she introduced herself as Herfa. So Herfa just looks at you, Hodir, and just (laughs) she just smiles. And it's like, what did you have in mind, Hodir? As she takes the coin and puts it in her pocket. I'm going to say, wait here. I have an idea. And I'm going to run out of the acrobatics tent and I'm going to run back towards the main circus tent where all of the party was just a second ago. Okay. So back at the big circus tent, not even about a few minutes after your friend Hodir run out of the tent, a few minutes pass by and you see him come running back in. I'm going to run up to Holden and show. And I'm going to say two questions. Two questions. Tell me the truth. How fast? <laughs> how fast can you turn someone into a rock? And how fast can you eat meat on a stick? So let's answer these questions in order. Holden, the question one goes to you. How fast can you turn someone into a into stone? Yes, you are Holden, correct? Sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> Nothing new it's, there. That's very true. It's like goldfish brain. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Repeat one more time for me, because I, I, again, completely was distracted, wasn't paying attention. So, Hodir asks you a question. How fast can you turn someone into a stone? That would depend on you, actually, Michael. Okay. Uh, Again, it's not turning into stone. I would fuse their body with stone, using the merge of stone that I have. 
Gotcha. Okay. Like I can put you in stone, but I like I said, I gotta be holding you to do such. I'll say that in order to immerse somebody fully into stone, I'll say it takes about fifteen, twenty seconds maybe. You're holding them and then you're pushing them in to adjust how deep you want to put them in and then taking it out. So yeah. I put it in, I put it out. Ah uh, uh okay. Uh, sure. What about you? And then I guess the question for show is how fast can you eat a meat stick? That's <laughs> the question. So show just show just looks, just stares at him with almost disgust. He's a thief. And now he's insulting my talents. Do you not remember that I am a lifelong performer, a lifelong bard, and you're asking me how quickly I can eat a meat stick? You just want yes. to know if you swallow meat or not. No one can swallow meat faster, for sure. But that's <laughs> not the question that's on the table today. Yes, I can eat a meat stick as fast as you need me to, but I'd rather do something else. Thank you very much. I have another one. Do you want it? How about you give that to this <laughs> fine little man here? Sure, I'll take and eat the meat stick quickly. Yes, I need you to roll. I need you to roll me a Constitution saving throw, please. All right, let's see if I shit myself during the plans. Ah, uh, Constitution. Where'd it go? I saw you. There you are. Bang. Oh, shit. I have a minus one constitution. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see oh, what happens. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a three. Holy shit. Welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. So, oh, dear. Before we continue on with this plan, right? <laughs> so you eat this meat stick. And at first, you're just like, huh, it's a little dry. But you know what? It wasn't that half bad. And you sit there for a few seconds. And then all of a sudden, deep within the <laughs> deep within the innards of your little gnomish body, no. you hear and you feel a little bit of a gurgle coming from your stomach. And then with first, you're just like, what is happening? Then you start to feel it more violently begin to rumble <laughs> and you start literally you start to get the sweats. <laughs> And you just start to feel this overcoming sense of dread and nausea as you start to feel from your bowels. You start to it's like the feeling when you have diarrhea before you have to go to the restroom. You just know that something's not right and you feel that it's about to start making its way out. And then you start getting the sweats and you just right. start feeling just like, oh, no. And then I'm you feel you feel something starting to crawl through your stomach looking for a way out. I'm going to oh, yell, no. what did the fucking fuck? And I'm going to run like a dog on all fours towards that outhouse that wasn't too far away. <laughs> and I'm going to fumble with the door, like taking off my pants while trying to open the door at the same time, just screaming. But I'm also going to realize that it's an adult human outhouse and not a gnome size outhouse. So you might want to have me roll something before this gets really bad. Okay. So in order, so there's not a lot of time. So you need to make me, oh, I'm no. just going to say, you need to make me an acrobatics check to see if you're able to, once you get that door open to just maneuver your way on top of and pop a squat. He's good. 21. 
Okay, so you definitely, that definitely passes. Oh dear, as you fiddle with the door a little bit, having trouble getting on, eventually you're able to get the door open, and just in one swift movement, you jump inside, you get inside of the porta potty, you shut the door, which latches itself shut through the force of the ricocheting of the door hitting the frame, and you just pop up onto the outhouse and just let it flow is the best way to put it wow i don't know what the problem is with this meat it's so good i'm just gonna scream gibberish while i'm in the outhouse did someone say go ahead did someone say they wanted a performance we could probably get a few coin off of this freak show happening in front of the (laughs) happening at the outhouse at this moment and the smell oh i thought i was bad Oh my god. So yeah, so the rest of you inside of the tent, so <laughs> that would be show Holden. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. So it would be you two and Osir <laughs> as the three of you just hear coming from the outhouse this gibberish screaming coming from your friend Hodir from the porta potty. And it goes on for a little bit. And even more so, like just for comedic effect. Zeline and Chunk just peer their heads behind you guys as they hear this as well and they just look at you both of them look at all the three of you just quizzically is he gonna be okay it's fine this is normal so after a few moments at least for now the sweats dissipate Oh dear, you successfully managed to find your way to the port of potty without any incident and without any horrible aftermath and you after washing your hands, you come back into the tent with everyone else surviving the meat sweats. I'm going to return to everybody. And I'm going to wipe the sweat off my face. And I'm going to say, that was amazing and horrifying. What is this? If you'd like more, you have a free voucher that you could use at that meat stick stand. It's right over yonder. <gasps> the voucher! And I'm going to... This is just me being an idiot now. No, I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to save the idiot thing for a second. Okay, hang on! And now I am not... I, I'm going to say this, Mikey, but I'm going to leave this vague for a reason. I'm going to say, okay, everybody, hang on. Now that I've just shit a brain, I have a new idea. And I'm going to describe an elaborate performance of, like, juggling and turning humans and gnomes into rocks with someone eating a meat stick. But it's dangerous because at any moment they eat the meat stick, they might shit themselves. So the level of danger is awful and all of these things... And at the end of it, there's a catapult trick and a thing, and the woman turns into a rock at the right moment, and all of this ridiculous, extravagant act, carnival act type of thing with gnomes and the human twins and all of us. And I'm going to say all of this out loud, and I'm going to turn to the group and go, okay, what do you think? So are you turning us into a Rube Goldberg machine of some sort? That sounds like what that is, but I'm going to let Hodir say yes or no on that. That's what I got out of it, too. I'm going to say... Yeah, possibly. But but I don't... Hodir's... The idea is bigger in Hodir's head, so Hodir's not describing it 
probably properly. It's the only way that I can say it. So it's, it's this great idea that this and there's a meat stick and a thing, but it's dangerous because this and that. And I leave it vague for the reason that everyone can add what they do as a part of the act of this machine thing instead of me dictating it. Like, <laughs> you're trying to merge people with stones that I would be the one to have to do that. To I'm still going to look at everyone. So it's just silent, right? Everyone's just staring at me now that I've described this thing. want me to make them rock hard. So you want me to make them rock hard? This is great. It's just silent and everyone stares at me. He's a mouth, he's a mouth mumbler, but we heard the important parts, I think. Wow. Oh my gosh! Sorry, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. I had I lost power. I had to switch my phone. Oops. So you, so so you want me to make them rock hard? Yeah, can you do that? But you have to make them rock hard at the right moment while the meat stick is being eaten by the other thing. And then I describe the whole machine again. I've oh, heard worse ideas. If there's no objections, I'll start grounding up the carnies. Make sure they're okay with being turned rock hard. I can only I mean, give so. Go ahead. I'm going to run out into the carny section, and I'm going to go back to the acrobats, and I'm going to say, "Come with me." And I'm going to look around and see if there's like a juggler, and or like jugglers. Would you say there's jugglers? Can there be jugglers? Yeah. When you are walking in, you. Outside of the acrobats, you also notice like a couple of people that were juggling at the tent next door to them too. So sure, I'm gonna just start like whistling, like really loudly at them folks to get attention. And if they don't, if they don't come right away, I'll throw a silver piece at them. Come on, no, come here. You want to hear this? No, come on. Trying to get all of them to follow me. Yeah. Um, so without incident, they they congregate to you as you call for them in Carnival Row. Great. And do I get all of them or a chunk of them or some of them or? No, you pretty much get everyone that you were calling. So I'm going to who's the tallest one here? I'm normal height. Me? I'm the tallest one here. Yes. I'm three feet tall. I'm the tallest one here. No. Do you mean in the party wise or do you mean in this group of people in Carnival Road wise? No, the group of the party of everybody. Who's the tallest one of all of us? I'm like 5'8", very standard. I'm 5'6", I'm sure. I'm tall, rock, himbo, boy. 5'11". Oh, I can't hear you, JC. Holden is 5'11", so as of right now, he is the tallest, which makes Asir the next tallest. So Holden's the tallest, and then the next tallest, by default, would be Asir. Cool. I'm going to crawl up quickly onto Holden's shoulders and hopefully I don't fall right off. I'll scurry up Holden's back. Biter monkey it. And I'm gonna say it has come to my attention that you need a spectacle of a show. Do not want to tell you why. But you need something to and I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna ad-lib a speech right now. I'm just gonna say that I give an incredible inspiring speech or attempt one. And hopefully they all get behind my idea of creating some sort of ridiculous performance for the next day. Can okay. You hear me now, Holden? <laughs> yes, we can hear you now. <laughs> I can hear you now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You know what? I'm so <laughs> this is gonna be fun. 
So, Hodir, you're gonna attempt a you're gonna attempt a persuasion roll to okay. see how well that goes. And but before you do, I'm gonna pull rank a little bit. Show, do you have proficiency in persuasion? I do not. Damn it! I do in performance, but not in persuasion. You know what? Okay, so this is how I'm going to do this then. Technically, if you wanted to assist, you would have to be proficient in persuasion. But given your background, and you know how to talk to the peoples, so to speak, if you can tell me how you help Hodir here rally the troops, so to speak, I will let Hodir roll this persuasion at advantage. But I'm going to leave that up to you. How would show help his little gnome friend rally the troops? Thinking very quickly on my feet here, I remember that just a few moments ago, I don't know how long, an hour ago or so, we were in the middle of this big tent. We put on this big show and people seem to really like my lyrics, my limericks, my my rhymes that I made up to introduce each person individual. So I think I'll I think I'll use that sort of that sort of performance. I'm going to wrap it out as it were in only the way a show could wrap it. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so amazing. Like I'm saying All right. I'm, I'll just say a line out loud and then show is perfectly rhyming couplet right underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. All right. So I will say that definitely works. So Hodir, you're going to roll persuasion at advantage. So okay. roll twice and you keep the highest roll. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Oof, I'm glad it's at advantage. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck. This is now in Mikey's hands. It's an eight. With advantage? I rolled a one. Oh, shit. It was, um, a, it was a one plus two, so it was a three. Ugh. Oof. Mm, okay. Not quite enough. T- you were so close to meeting the DC that I set for this, Damn. but... So, I will say it partially succeeds here. So, here's what happens. So, dis- so Hodir, with show being your uh, assistant assisting you with your speech and everything you yourself have a hard time thinking of the it's not what you say it's how you say it and when you're asking for help and you are describing this master plan to the rest of the folks some of them are following along others are just looking at you like you're crazy and are just like what is this little gnome saying so here's how this is gonna go Obviously, the acrobats are going to be helping you with this. However, as the jugglers are listening to this, at first they're following along and then you lose them and then they realize, you know what? I think we're okay with this. So if you're going to have jugglers, you're going to either need to find somebody else or you guys are going to have to somebody in this two people in this party are going to have to take on that role of the jugglers, so to speak. Because they just, now nah, we're good, and they go back to their own tent. Because they you lost them. Because you fumbled over your words, and you didn't really, you, you didn't really ignite the passion in them, unfortunately. Do I see them walking away? You do. I'm going to jump off H- Holden's 
Hopefully, I'm jump off Holden's shoulders eloquently. That's up to you whether you want that to happen or not. And then you didn't do the persuasion correctly, so I'm not going to be mean. I will say you're able to do <laughs> nice. Thank you. And then I'm going to go chase chase them down. Wait, hang on a second. Wait. So when you catch up to them, these are these three jugglers that you've been talking to. These are they look to be a set of three of they seem to be a set of triplets. And they are all tieflings. One is red, one is blue, and one is green. <laughs> red, blue, and green? Yeah, red, blue, and green. I'm going to say, look, I'm not an idea guy, and I'm sorry to waste your time, and I don't mean that, but here, look. And I'll take out one gold coin, and I'll say, you can split this however you want. You can give the green one less if you need to, but can you please help us? Okay, let me roll real quick. Okay. Let me write that down real quick. Okay. Alrighty. So as you make your plea and you offer the bit of coin, the tiefling triplets look over at each other. They kind of huddle a little bit and they whisper amongst themselves. And then after about a couple of seconds, the red tiefling takes the coin and says, we'll help you out. I rolled to see if they would help with you with the promise of money. So then they rolled well enough. So they're going to help you. And the tiefling triplets, they take out like these juggling knives and they immediately just like without even any hesitation, jump straight into their act where they juggle the knives between the three of them. And after a bit of a flourish, a little bit, you're watching this Hodir. And in fact, the rest of you are also seeing this juggling act as well. As the three tieflings kind of finish this act, they bow and then everyone begins to clap. And the red tiefling walks up to you, ho dear, and kneels down a little bit to meet you eye to eye, so to speak, sure. <laughs> because they want to be respectful. They want to talk sure, mano sure. y mano face to face and puts out his hand and says, my name is Hubert. This is these are my brothers, Dubert and Lubert. So if you couldn't tell, red, blue, green, Huey, Dewey, Louie. It's just going to be like, <laughs> wait a minute. But instead, for copyright purpose, Hubert, Dubert, and Lubert. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to get us fired or sued. I just had to write that down in my notebook. I'm going to, again, tell them, you won't regret it. Come on. And I'm going to try and bring the party and the acrobats and the jugglers together. And then... I, I don't know what I say, and I only have a, I only have a minute or two because I got to go do dad stuff. But <laughs> I will say, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And I describe the whole machine again and meat sticks and juggling and turning into stone and acrobatics and whatever the crap it might be. But I, I'm still leaving it vague in case anyone in the party has an idea of something they might be able to do. <laughs> That's where I'll leave that as far as rehearsing and building a devised piece goes. <laughs> what if we have the, like two small trebuchets or like cannon and we make the gnomes or whatever people into stone and we shoot the stones at each other and they break apart and they do flips out of them. Stuff like that. And then while they do flips out of the thing, they throw daggers at them and they juggle them over the thing. And then there's meat sticks that come down from the sky. And I just start talking weird, random shit again. I love this plan already. 
So I don't. I hate to leave at this pinnacle moment, but I have to go do bedtime stuff for my son. <laughs> you go take care of it. So, I th- let, let me know what happens. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'll say. I will say for where we're at, I think this is a good stopping point. I think what I will say is that through the night, you all finalize the way that this is going to work. And yes. then as you figure this out, you guys come up with the plan. And then... Zeline and Chunk allow you guys to stay with the <laughs> carnival performers in a spare tent. So all of you have lodging now in Carnival Row. And after you figure out a plan, you all make a rest. Now, before we log off, I will say for getting to this point in this current arc, you all now are at level two. Hey, meat sticks so level make you up. Sure right. <laughs> <meat> sticks, <laughs> literally meat sticks will level you up. So y'all are level two now. <laughs> And I and that is going to conclude tonight's session of Tavern Tales. So when we come back with next episode, we will see what kind we'll see what kind of preparations need to be made for this thing, and if our party is successful in making this performance the one that it needs to be to rake in the dough. But yes. thank you, yes, thank you so much to the listening audience for tuning into another episode of Tavern Tales. Tune in next time to see how the rest of this story unfolds. But until then, remember, from all of us here at Vibe Tribe Productions, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, let those good times roll. But until then, we will see you later. Ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.